Amen. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? We appreciate you the Lord. Amen. Now, God bless you, musicians. Now, as we go to our scriptures, God bless you, Brother Jason. Good to see you, Sister Mbali. Good to see you and the kids. Amen. Now, we appreciate the Lord. Brother, what made a remark about the building I see? The trustees will update you, but the, the progress that we are making, it's of a speed of a lightning. Amen. The believers uh, are contributing uh, this side and that side. They want uh, the building to go forward. Amen. One family already said, uh, here's 100,000. Let the building go forward. Another brother came and said, Yes, 50,000. Let the, the building go forward. Amen. Amen. So, we won't use the money to buy Mercedes Benz. We will build a very beautiful church. Amen. Amen. Every cent will go where it is meant to go. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. So, we appreciate. Uh, our, uh, in my mind, I'm already not preparing the building for the building. I'm preparing for the dedication of the building because of how things normally they say they are on steroids. Amen. It's going to be more beautiful than the Protea Hotel. Amen. I I believe so. More beautiful than Protea Hotel where we normally have convention. Amen. I think those that left are those that believe it. The rest of the world join after. Amen. If God spoke it, that settles it. If the believers have prayed for it, it will be done. No demon, no devil will stop the move of God. Amen. It, when, you know, when believers are on their knees, they are unshakable. Uh, I'm very scared when believers go with the matter on their knees. You know that Satan is in trouble. Amen. Now, they will come and give you a proper uh, update on that, but uh, God is on the move. Amen. Now, the book of Genesis, the first chapter. Genesis, the first chapter chapter and the 11th verse. Amen. I see some new faces here from last year. Brother Andrew was in Zimbabwe. Brother Masoma, we hold those that were not here last week and say compliment for the new season. Amen. We wish you uh, all the best for 20 plenty. Amen. Twenty plenty. Amen. The Genesis one verse eleven. It reads in this manner, uh, brother uh, Mandel. If you can just come next to this speaker because 
is giving me a bit of a problem. Amen. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. The help yielding seed. And the fruit, tree yielding fruit after his kind. Whose seed is in itself. Upon the earth. And it was so. It was the law of reproduction. Let every city bring forth of its kind. A pineapple will not bring an orange. It will bring a pineapple. Are we still with me? Then John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave the power to become the sons of God. So we are, we are not powerless sons of God. We were, we, he, he didn't make us to become sons of God, but he gave us the power to exercise our sonship. Does somebody get it today? Uh, When we're in denominations, we thought, ah, he gave us the power to say, now we are sons of God. No. He gave us power to exercise the benefits of sonship. The benefits of the sonship are linked to the fatherhood. As the father is, so shall the son be. Amen. We're not excluding you, sisters. It's not a gender war. You are included as well. Even to them that believe on his name. Which were born not of blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of men, but of God. So these people are born, flesh is not involved, blood is not involved. The will of the flesh, the sensation of the flesh is not involved. These people are born by the spoken weight. Do I have those people this morning? Amen. They are not going to be intimidated by Satan. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. full of grace and truth. truth. 
as we bow our heads, brother Nishilu, uh, as he comes just to say a word of prayer, yeah? Amen. Just a slide. Okay, there we go. God bless you. Amen. Shall we bow our heads? Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to be in your house, Lord. Now as you, Father, usher us in into the hall of the holies, mighty Father, we are having thy blood, Lord Jesus. Here is your servant right before us. As you have said in thy way through thy prophet, you said we shall never be greater than our pastor, Lord. For he is the man that has got authority and a right and access to that golden pot, Heavenly Father. Lord, I'm asking that may you, Lord, overshadow him and give him revelation so that he may dish unto us, Lord, thy spiritual food in juices and mighty God. Lord, I pray that may our coming in be not the same as our going out, and may the Holy Spirit take over right now. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. As you take your seats, Amen. Now, for a few minutes, I want us to speak on moving, moving from the humanistic realm into a realm of super sense. Amen. Moving from a humanistic realm into a realm of super sense. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, the prophet of God says in the message, the ark, paragraph six, he says, now there is three elements There is three elements that people live in. First is the humanistic. Second is divine revelation. And third is vision. Are you still with me? Three realms that we live in. The first is humanistic. The second is divine revelation. And the third is vision. Are you with me? Now, he continues, uh, paragraph 7. He says, maybe if you can switch something off here. Now, he says, now, these, like in prayer, when you pray for anyone in humanistic, we say, well, I hope you will get well. I'm hoping, I'm believing with you trying to use all the faith that I can. That's human. Are are you still with me? If you are sick, somebody say, or you say, I hope I'll get well. I'm hoping and believing with you, trying to use all the faith that I can. That's still on a human level. Are you still with me? Now, second is divine revelation. When something is revealed to you, uh, you just know in your heart 
is going to happen. Yet there is nothing but just the revelation. Uh, are the believers ever being exposed to that? Now, when you come to human realm, somebody can discourage you because it's just a realm of hope. Somebody can come and, or maybe if you are sick and you've been prayed for and the symptoms or the disease becomes worse, you may begin to say, I, I thought I would be well, but it seems like I'm not getting better. And you may lose hope as a result of that because it is at a human realm. At a human realm, you are vulnerable because God says we must not have hope. He says we must have faith. Are you still with me? Hope fades away, but faith does not fade away. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, but the second realm, it's a divine revelation. When something is personally revealed to you, and you know in your heart it's going to happen, and there is nothing, you can't provide the evidence, you can't point to the people why you say it's going to happen, but it's because your revelation tells you it is going to happen. Now, this realm, it cannot be affected by humanistic realm. It is at a higher realm. Are you still with me? I don't know how many people in the building knew before something could happen and knew exactly that this thing would happen. And later it happened exactly the way they thought it would happen. Do I have witnesses here? Now, while I'm here, there is a, there is a word called déjà vu. It is a, a French word. Déjà vu, uh, I think the likes of Brother, uh, mm, Brother Grace would know, and Brother Francisco, déjà vu, it means you have seen it before. Now, the déjà vu, maybe most of you have heard it, but you have experienced it, but you don't know. There are times where you may be sitting, maybe with a family, maybe with friends, maybe with colleagues, and as the discussion is going on, right in the midst of the discussion, then a realization dawns on you that this, I've seen this before. And right there, somebody says something, and in your heart you say, but exactly same setup, same statement was made before. Where has this thing happened before? Somebody experienced a deja vu. Now, we'll get into showing you why a human being from time to time you have that deja vu. It's because a human being, natural as he is, he's not just natural, he's supernatural. Are you still with me? The Bible says things that are now have been there before. Are you still with me? So we'll get into that. But the second realm is divine revelation. Now, a third one, he says, is a vision. 
because thus thou says the Lord. That's perfectly positive. Now, here is a, a danger. When it comes to thou says the Lord, thou says the Lord can never be changed. That if God proclaims a, a matter over your life, it can never be subject to amendment. It can never be changed by anyone. If he said it is going to happen exactly the way he spoke it. Let me put something to it. Even if you don't believe it, your unbelief can never hinder thou says the Lord. Are you still with me? Your doubt can never hinder thou says the Lord. And I believe what is carrying a believer in the end time, it is not so much about what we can do. We are being carried by what has already been proclaimed over our lives by the prophet messenger. And if the prophet messenger said, I saw you on the other side, and you believe it, nothing will change that thou says the Lord. You will be on the other side. Do you get what I'm saying? If Brother Brenham comes on the platform and proclaims a healing over a person and says, a vision broke out, thou says the Lord, you are healed. It does not matter where that person, when they leave church, where they're going to go. It is no longer within the control of that individual. They cannot say, I want to prove that that man is a liar. That says the Lord, it will never happen. No matter what they do, it is now in the hands of the Almighty God. What was proclaimed will happen exactly to the dot. Now, well edited there, maybe the question would be, what are the things that God has set over your life? What are thou says the Lord's? that have been set over your life, things that you know have been set over your life that are not irreversible, that are not reversible. Are you still with me? Now, bring my diagram, brother. This is what we have just shown now. We said there is a humanistic realm. This is the humanistic realm. Now, I think I was sharing this with a brother and his wife last night. A lot of times, we think that everything is mainly, it's a human movement. Maybe you think me being in the office and being called out here, and walking in and you coming to church, a lot of times we reduce that to human movement. But there can never be a movement in the human realm unless there is a movement in the spirit realm first. The the believer knows everything that I do, as much as it is a natural expression, But before there could be a natural expression, there is a spiritual expression. Then the natural follows the spiritual. Are you still with me? 
the, the, the three wise men, they didn't just wake up and come together and say, brother, we read this quotation, this scripture, a king will be born in Bethlehem. It's about to become a reality. That did not happen like that. Brother Bram says, in the heavenly bodies, he says their bodies came together. Now, the coming together there brought the coming together down here. Are, are you still with me? And I have said many a times, you believe here because you believed. You doubt here because you doubted. You are the expression of something that you have done before. I, I hope we are together. Now, everything here, it is, when, you are, when you are a believer, as I said, everything is spiritual before it is natural. Now, then there is a realm of revelation, then there is a realm of vision. A lot of times, because we are not prophets, you may not see a vision, but you may have a revelation. And a revelation, when you have a revelation about something, I don't know whether people have ever experienced where the Holy Spirit nudges you to do something. And it nudges you, the Holy Spirit nudges you, you delay. He nudges you, you delay, until finally you act upon it. When you look at it, it's more humanistic, but it is driven by the, by the revelation in the supernatural. Let me give you an example. The lady comes to church. She sits in a chair. She sees a sick baby that another mother was holding. The baby is very sick, and the mother is there looking at the baby. Then she's moved by compassion that I wish I could do something for this mother. I wish I could pray for the baby. And the Holy Spirit says, pray for the baby. Then she became reluctant because this woman had brought the baby to the house of the Lord. Here's a prophet of the age on the podium who's praying and casting out demons. Now this woman asked herself that if I pray for the baby, this woman, what is she going to take me for? Because she came here for the man of God. But the Holy Spirit kept on nudging and saying, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. Then she stood up and went to the mother. This is on the human effort. This is on the humanistic realm. But this lady got a revelation that I must pray for the baby. Are you still with me? Revelation is not a group thing. Revelation is an individual affair. Revelation is not a family affair. It's an individual affair. Revelation is not a gender matter. It is an individual affair. Do you know that the wife of Moses got a better revelation on circumcision than Moses himself? So you can't say, I'm a man, I know everything I've read. No, there are times where God can give your wife a revelation where you don't have it. Uh, are you still with me? Now, this woman, while she's sitting there, then she's thinking that, no, I have to do something. Then she goes onto the lady and says, do you mind if I hold your baby? I think she was embarrassed to say, let me pray for your baby. Then she held the baby. Then she prayed for the baby. Then she handed over the baby back to the mother. The mother took the seat. Her seat was taken. Then she moved there by the balcony. 
Now she's observing afar off now. Now, that woman that she had prayed for her baby then came on the platform. And when she came on the platform, Brother Brenham says, there is nothing wrong with the baby. There was something wrong with the baby. But now when the baby came before the prophet, there is nothing wrong with the baby. What happened? He says there is a woman that is wearing such and such dress. She is in the balcony. She has already prayed for the baby. I don't need to pray for the baby. The baby is well. You may go. Come on, folks. That miracle, you know, I can imagine, I can imagine if it was us human beings, you know the baby is well, but you want to pray for the baby, and you can never even attribute it to that lady. But this was the prophet of the age, acknowledging that what I'm doing, it will not start and end with William Brenham. Even the people that will come after him, sisters, sisters can cast out a demon before a demon comes before a minister of the gospel. I said, God, give us such sisters. Sisters that can do a spiritual survey in church and say, Satan is there. Not sisters that check and say, hey, he's wearing the same shoes. No, sir. Sisters that know that this is a spiritual war zone. Demons can invade at any time. But we are charged up, we are prayed up. Satan is not going to do anything. Because why? They are moved by a realm of revelation. Are you still with me? Now, in the message... Revelation, book of symbols, paragraph 55. Brother Bram says, angelic beings associate together. Hallelujah. You are the company that you keep. Angelic beings can keep company and associate with demonic beings. Are you still with me? I believe that we have come here because we are now in angelic zone. Angelic beings. Now, when it says angelic beings, it doesn't refer to Michael and Gabriel. It refers to a theophany. Are you still with me? Your theophany is in church. We are, we are interacting in the spirit realm before we interact in the natural realm. Have you ever met somebody that you met, the person looked good, sounded good, walked good, talked good, but something told you something is wrong with the guy? Because why? Although humanistically he looks good, but in the spirit realm, because you are an angelic being, something in you cannot associate with that individual. Come on, if you are the kind of person every time you fit in, everywhere you fit in, you fit in because you are a nobody. When you are a somebody, you don't just fit everywhere. There are certain places you walk in, you can't fit in. There are certain people, great as they are, but they can never be your friends. Because why? In the spirit realm, you cannot connect. Come on, are you here And this is where the church needs to be awakened and have a consciousness because 
even even uh, I don't know how many I have heard. You find that a gospel song sounds great, but doesn't connect with you. Or, or are you the kind of believer? As long as it has Jesus, then there is Jesus in it. Therefore, you are blind. A believer, a believer, a believer, although the ear can be exposed to the sound, but the soul must assess the sound. Uh, are, you, are you still with me? Angelic beings associated together. I hope you get that. That just dropped right now. Free, look. If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you are a candidate for association with the unseen world and the supernatural. Folks, let's dwell there. A lot of people think that if you are spiritual, now there is a something that I heard where they were talking about how a human being, even if they could be an atheist, the atheists believe that there is witchcraft. Because in them, it tells them that there must be an activity in the spirit realm. As much as they don't acknowledge that there is God, but they substitute real miracles for witchcraft. Are you with me? You find somebody that says, there is no God, but is afraid of a witch. Are you still with me? Because he knows how the spirit operates. But when it says, you are a candidate, if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you are a candidate for association with the unseen world. There are many unseen worlds. It depends which world you associate with. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. I, I, I believe my family is associated with the unseen world. But that unseen world is dominated by angels. Amen. Uh, yes, your family can be associated with the unseen world, but you can be visited by demons. Uh, are you still with me? Yes, it is still unseen world, but it depends what type of unseen world. This morning, the unseen world is here. Are you here? I say this morning the unseen world is here. And when I say here, I'm not referring to demonic activity. I'm referring to angelic activity. The prophet of God says this morning, the angels of God are going up and down the eyes. And they are rubbing off certain believers. They feel down, but all of a sudden, after one wing of an angel has rubbed off them, then they feel re-energized. It's because there is another world that is here. If you just come to church and think that what you see, that's all, then you are blind. There is another invisible audience that is here. Are you still with me? And even Satan is here, but he's bound. Because we prayed a prayer and cast him out. We prayed a prayer, we cast the demons out. Therefore, we have allowed the, world, the, the, the heaven to invade the church. Are you still here? If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you are a candidate for association with the unseen world and the supernatural. 
No wonder people can't believe in those things. They've never come in contact. You, you would never believe that there is an angel unless you have an angel. And your angel has come in contact with an angel. Amen. They've got nothing in here to believe with. What is that thing? The super sense. And when the Holy Spirit comes into the heart, quickly he becomes then a twofold being. One of the earth to die and one of heaven to live. This morning I'm looking at the one. One part of you is of the earth, it will die. But another part is part of heaven, it will live. And the part that will live is connected to God, the deity. Are you still with me? You've got a part that is limited, but you've got another part that is unlimited. You've got a part that is weaker, but yet you've got a part that is stronger. Now, when you are, it's like a switch. There are moments when you walk around and speak like a part of the earth. And there are moments when you switch and you interact with your heavenly part. Now, this is what confuses Satan. Satan has got no access to the part that comes from heaven. But he has an access to the part that comes from the earth. So Satan comes, he hits you, he makes you sick, he makes you weary, he thinks he's finished with you. But while you are there, and there is no a reasonable expectation that you can rise again, then you switch to the heavenly part. Uh, Hallelujah. Are there people that know what I'm talking about? Where you were right in the bottom of the pit. Right where you thought I'm done, I'm finished, it's done. But while you were there, and you did not even know where that song that you sang came from, you did not even know where that scripture that you read came from. You did not even know what that quotation that you thought of came from. It came from your heavenly part. Now, Satan has pushed your earthly part into the ditch. But he sees you coming out. He wonders why you coming out. It's because you've got a part that can never be affected by the demonic realm. Are you still with me? In, in his body, he's still subject to death. This body is still subject to death. But in his soul, he has passed from death unto life. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. You come, they visit you in the hospital, you are well sick, frail, and so forth. But while you are there with your frail voice, you still have testimonies. You're looking forward and say, if I step out of this body, there is another new body. In his body, he has his earthly contact with five senses. In his spirit, he has a contact with God through the Holy Ghost. And the angels of God visit them. Hallelujah. Brethren, when was the last time an angel of the Lord visited you? Brother Branham says we watch too much television and talk about a lot of things until angels look at our houses and they see strange places. When were, the Brother Branham says when they talked about him, he appeared. Yes. 
The only thing that brings him down, talk about him, sing about him, then he will appear. Hey, folks, the angels of the Lord are still visiting households. But if the angel comes to your house and hip hop is playing, the angel says, No, I'm lost, wrong address. But if the angel comes and only believes, is playing in the house, then the angel knows that now I'm in the right address to address the needs of the believer. These angels of God visit them, speaks with them. And these angels of God, it refers to your theophanies. Your theophany must visit. Actually, in our time, unless the theophany has preached a message to me to preach it to you, I must not preach it. Unless a song has been sung by your theophany to you, don't sing that song to us. Today we are being sung unto by people who are disconnected from their theophanies. Are you still with? Because your theophany brings an influence. Your theophany brings a certain inspiration. And you operate in a realm where humanistically people cannot operate. Are you still with me? The angels of God visit them. Speaks with them. Your, your theophany must fellowship with you. Amen. I know a man in Christ. Whether he was in the body or out of the body. But such a man, I know. Amen. Have you ever met that man? Have you ever met that man that looks like you? Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Folks, have you ever met somebody that looks like you on earth? I'm asking, have you ever, how many people have ever met people that looked like them? You don't have any, they say eight people statistically around the world, there are eight people that look exactly like you. How many of you ever met people that look like you? Oh, how many people said you look like somebody? Oh, you will acknowledge that. Oh, okay. Oh, it has happened. You just not want to reduce yourself to average. You want to be unique. Somebody looks like you. Walks and talks like you. Are you still with me? Maybe you have not. Maybe they have introduced you. Uh, I know, brother, this Nigerian brother, brother Dell. Brother Dell looks like me. And when I heard people saying, Brother Dell looks like me, I say, not in a million chance. Then the other time I was at Pyramid, certain elderly colored sisters, they look at me, they keep on looking at me in church. And after church, they came and say, Brother Dell. Then I wondered, who's Brother Dell? Then somebody said, no, it's not him. He looks like him. But later on, we met in Zimbabwe. Then when we met, he was wearing a black suit. I was wearing a black suit. Then we met. Then I say, gentlemen, hey, you look like me. Then he say, you look like me. You, you say, I say, I can use your passport to go wherever I go. Now, when, when you meet somebody that looks like you, you will not go past. Uh, hallelujah. Somebody that looks like you attracts you. 
Uh, you see, if you see somebody in the mall and somebody say, that lady looks like you, you're going to want to know and look at them. Yeah. You'll find them following them because why? They look like, and if they look like you, somewhat you are attracted to them. Are you still, you have not acknowledged that people look like you. I'm talking about when you have acknowledged, you will acknowledge. Now, your theophany looks exactly like you. It is the same structure as you are. But this is the negative. If you are somewhat disabled here, your theophany is not disabled. Are, are you still with me? Brother Branham says, God took your picture before the foundation of the world. Then he took your picture and put it in the family album. And he says, from time to time, he opens your original, he calls it the original profile. WhatsApp is not the original profile. The original profile is in God's album. Now, when, when, say, when you go, maybe you are ravaged by cancer, then you become sick, then you become thin. God is not looking at this body becoming thinner. He's looking at the original profile and say, when all is said and done, this negative will be developed back to the original. Are, are, are you still with me? Now, the message of the hour, it was the opening of the album. The family album. Uh, I don't know whether have you ever visited your old family. And they took an album and you saw yourself when you were still here. Uh, hallelujah. This is what the message of the hour is all about. We are taking God's family album. Then we open and show you your original picture. Then you say, goodness, I thought I was a drunkard, but I'm not a drunkard. Look at me in my original. Uh, hallelujah. Have you ever seen somebody that does not have teeth and has been destroyed by alcohol? And they show you a picture when they were still young and say, Hey, in our hey days, look how we look. Uh, hallelujah. We can show the devil and say, Look, in our hey days. And I'm saying, Our hey days are back again. We are looking now in our original profile. Don't look at this picture. Look at the original picture. Now, there are messengers sent from God to reveal and to bring messages from God to the individual. Where did the sinners come from? Brother Brown says there was an angel that came into the room night after night. He says, I went westward to connect with the angel's message. And it says in the constellation, the angel on the right meant more to me than the rest of them. What was that angel? Brother Brenham tells you, and we have spoken many a times. John looks at the 24 elders. And he says, I saw the 24 elders. But John is part of the 24 elders. But he says, I saw the 24 elders. But it never became 25. It was still 24. Brother Bram saw seven angels from eternity. They never became eight. They were still seven. Because Brother Branham was part of that seven. John was part of that 24. You've got 
once you see yourself in the way, once you see yourself in the way, no one will ever remove you. You know, it's like that young boy that came from the village and visited the town. And as he was visiting the town, he had never seen the mirror before. And as he was walking around the house, then he walked past an image. And as he walked past, he saw something walking past. Then he reversed, then he saw something reversing. He raised his hand, something raised the hand. He raised the feet, it raised the feet. Then he screamed and said, Mommy, that's me. I remember I was in the old denomination, but I did not know who I am. One day I staggered into the message chair. I walked past, I saw another image walking past. I reversed, I saw another image reversed. I raised my head, another image raised the head. From that time I said, Papa, it's me. That's my theophany. That's my real self. When I say Papa, I'm not saying Wishir, I'm referring to the Almighty God. Amen. Amen. Uh, are you still with me? Amen. Now, in the message, gifts and callings are without repentance. Paragraph 8. Brother Brenham says, and a man is just a man until he's fully Submitted to God, then deity dwells in that man, the Holy Spirit. A man is just a man and speaks like a man and thinks like a man and lives like a man. But the day he is fully submitted to God, then deity. Folks, deity, we have to explain that. Deity, we are referring to deity itself. People think when we refer to deity, we refer to another version of deity. Brother Brenham, it's a quotation. He says, when you go to the ocean, and with a teaspoon, you, you take water out of the ocean. And he says, you take that water, and you bring the water into the laboratory. He says, when you analyze the water, all the chemicals that are in the are now in the water in the teaspoon as much as water in. If God gives you a part of the deity, it is not a lesser deity. All the attributes that make the deity are now in a human being. You, you know why you struggle to say amen? It's because you have never operationalized your deity. It is lying in you, dormant, because you think, oh goodness, there is a God that can do that. But I'm here to say that God gave a part of himself into the human being. And if that deity, whatever that deity can do, this deity can do exactly the same thing. Because it's not a lesser deity. Amen. 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 Bring another quotation. The resurrection of Lazarus. Paragraph 37. Brother Brown says, 
Look, deity, I am a part of Charles because I was born from Charlie Brennan, my daddy. I'm a part of him. I've got a full head like him. My hair was like him. I'm a small man like him. I'm in the nature like him because he's my dad. And if we become in spirit sons of God, deity dwells in the man. Then you talk about blind eyes being open. They said nothing is impossible to God. God said nothing is impossible with you. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, the, the greatest danger, I realize that a lot of times we can say to people, believe in God. And everybody can believe in God. But it's difficult to say, believe in God and believe in yourself. And in yourself, not to the structure, but the deity that is in you. Are you still with me? Then he says, God said nothing is impossible with you. If you will believe, not with God, but you. Deity in man. The very God that stood back there on the mythical platform of the eternities and rolled worlds off his hands and created these things and give you the privilege to be his son. You are a part of him. God dwells in mankind and man himself is deity. There you are. It might choke you. It is shocking other people this morning as well. When I say, you are the deity. Look, if we say, you are a man, you must behave like a man. To show that you are a man. If I come and say to Brother Vino here, I say, you are a woman, he will laugh it off. Because he is not a woman. How he lives, how he dresses, what he does. He is a man. And based on the life that he lives as a man, he knows that it's not a title that I assume, but it's exactly who I am. This morning I say, you are the deity. Yes, to somebody it's a statement, but to somebody it's not a statement. He said, Brother Mariba, I know what you're talking about. I remember there was a time where I spoke like a deity. I remember there was a time I confronted a situation like a deity. It's not a sermon, it's a reality. But to somebody, it's just a statement in charge. Brother. If somebody can come and say you are a president, what are you going to do? After they've told you that you are a president, are you going to go to your village? No. You say, where is the parliament? Where is the union building? Because there are certain things that associate with presidency. You can't go and return back to your village. You're not going to live like a president. I'm saying you are a deity. Don't go back to your old environment. Come up hither. If I say you are a governor of Reserve Bank, the first thing you say, I want my signature on every bank note. Because that's what a governor does. 
And if I say you are a deity, what does the deity do? In the beginning was God. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. That's what the deity will do. You are a deity. What must you do? You must rise and say, let there be. And believe it, it will be so. The problem, we have been told who we are, but we have never exercised who we are. Are you still with me? He says, it might choke you, but study over that a little while. God dwells in man. And man becomes a son of God. Not him in himself, but the Holy Spirit that's in him is God. The creator lives in the creation. Oh my, I think of that. They then stand with an unwavering faith and ask what God, what you will, it will be then stand with an unwavering and ask what you will. Then it will be done unto you. There he is, God. And he repeats, he says, there he is. After we have told you the deity, then you must have an unwavering faith. Hallelujah. And ask what you will. And it will be done. Yes, a lot of believers. Brother Bram says, we are afraid. Even the Bible says, we are afraid to ask. Brother Bram says, we think we can limit God. Ask whatever you will. It will be done. When it is backed up by unwavering faith, then you see the demonstration and the display of the deity. When was the last time you asked somebody something virtually impossible and God did it? If we go around the room this morning and I say, when was the last time? What did you ask and what happened? Will you be able to stand with your chest out and say, yes, I've seen God on display. This is what I was faced with and this is what God had, not what the bank has done. If it was done by the bank, it's still owned by the bank. Not what the bank manager has done because he might take it tomorrow. But what God has done. And say, this is what God has done. Are you still with me? Then come to the message, the commissioning of Moses. The commission in God commissioning Moses, paragraph 48. <clears throat> Here's me, Brother Brahman says, I'll stay true to the old way. Yes, sir. 
God confirmed it throughout the entire world. When standing there in Durban, Africa, I said to this great bunch of Baptist ministers who were standing there having supper, Jewish hospital, they had a staff of doctors down there talk on divine healing. Some great miracles had been done around Louisville. They said, what about this? And one of the doctors said, well, I tell you, I find this that the greatest power in the world is not the atomic bomb. But a believer in contact with his maker. It changes the whole attitude. It changes his mental. It changes his habit. It changes his body. It changes his nature. Everything. The atomic bomb. You know what the atomic bomb can do? When it's dropped, it can deform the entire of wheat bank. It can change everything in a split of a second. But this doctor and Brother Brandon agrees with him. He says the greatest power is not the atomic bomb. But when a believer is in contact with his maker, I'm afraid of such a person because if they see something, it will materialize. Come on, believers. You, you, you. Oh, let me not get it. That's why a believer must never be angry. And when you are angry, you must be able to control your tongue. Because if you don't control your tongue, your tongue is associated with the deity. Your tongue can do so much damage. When Elisha was angry, he called the two Shebe and they destroyed 42 children. You had to be careful of your tongue when you are a believer. Because why? Whatever you say can materialize. And that is why you have to be controlled by love. Are you still with me? Brother, in the message, the junction of time, paragraph 52. Brother Branham says, what is it? says, we've got the changing time, we've got the changing roads and the great unchanging God. God who is unchangeable. Who performed to those things at the junctions of time, the past. How much more he will do when all hell is set at rage and the end time is here. He's the same, he doesn't fail. Omnipotent means the miraculous, certainly the unsearchable, the unreasonable. Thinking of men can never comprehend the miraculous. You have to come in contact with omnipotence. And then when you do that, you are in contact with the supernatural. Your life change. Your thinking change. Your mind change. You are made different. Your sicknesses vanish. God's great power moves in. Are you still? When you are in contact with your maker, you are in contact with the supernatural. Your life will change. Your thinking will change. Your mind will change. You are made to differ. Your sickness will vanish. Then the God's great power moves in. Amen. What makes you change your mind? What makes you change your thinking? Is because now you realize what I say materializes. 
And if you realize that what I say materializes, you are no longer intimidated by anything. Believers are not intimidated by Satan. Believers are not intimidated by demons. Believers are not intimidated by witches. A believer can speak a witch out of existence. Are you still with me? You can bind every situation. Why? Because you are an amateur God. But why are we fearful? Is because we drop down from our God-given privilege and operate in the humanistic realm. And in the humanistic realm, we are affected by so much that Satan can do. But today I say, move up hither. Don't operate on the humanistic realm. There you are vulnerable. Come up either in the revelation realm and know that I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. And if I'm a son of God, that means I'm a small God. Let every seed bring forth. Let everything bring forth. God, what is God? God is a deity. And if a, God, if a monkey must give birth to what? An elephant must give birth to what? An orange must bring forth what? Avocado must bring forth what? God must bring forth what? Hallelujah. That's when you know who you are. I'm glad you are clapping hands. But I will appreciate it if you not don't clap hands further. But you go and exercise it. And say, I've heard it. Now I'm implementing it. And I see the result that I am a God expressed in human flesh. Are you still with me? The Patmos vision. Paragraph 25. The prophet of God says, Amen, cut every obstacle from human beings that they might be connected like in the Garden of Eden. Now, man, I was going to choke it. I mean, Brother Bram wanted to say it, but he thought, let me not say it, it may stumble people, but he said, but I'm going to say it. Man is omnipotent. Uh, hallelujah. Yes, the, uh, folks, this statement was not sign, said by a motivational speaker. Amen. Seven ways of making a million. Yes. This was vindicated by a pillar of fire. Yes. This prophet comes, he says, man is omnipotent. Yes. What does it mean, omnipotent? It means almighty. Yes. What does it mean, omnipotent? Unlimited. Yes. The prophet comes, he tells you, he says, you are unlimited. But here's a danger. No matter how much we could have come into the chicken benyard and screamed and preached to the eagle and say, you are an eagle. If it remained there and fed with the chicken, it never meant anything. But the day we come and say, you are an eagle, it must say, oh my what a realization. It must begin to flip its wing to exercise its eagle wood. Man is omnipotent. Here's my question. What are you going to do about that statement? Is it going to be just a Sunday statement? You hear about it and forget about it and go and drown in your misery. What are you going to Man is omnipotent. 
unlimited, almighty. We are not talking about God now. We are talking about a man. Oh, brother, if you tell me that I'm almighty, what am I going to do? I'm running out of the building. I'm looking at the situations that used to overwhelm me. I'm looking at the diseases that I was subjected to. I'm looking at the conditions that my family was subjected to. Why? I want to test the statement that I've heard in church and say, can I do something about it? I'm going to do something about it. I'm not coming on Wednesday until I've put this to an experiment. Man is omnipotent. Oh, brother. Are you with me? You know, you say amen, but I don't feel you. It's more like somebody telling you, say, you can travel the world for free. And you go and sleep. What a waste. If you tell me now and say you can travel the world free, I'm not going home. I'm going to pack my suitcase and I'm off to the airport to test what I've heard you say. Man is omnipotent. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to go back and cry over the same thing? Or are you going to go back and say, we are not having Sunday lunch. Before we address the matter, there is a matter, but man is omnipotent. Folks, these are not just sermons. We have sermonized you for far too long. You have had conversion after conversion. This is a time of manifestation. We have sung about it, read about it, but now it's time for results. It's time to say it's not a sermon, it's a reality. I am living the sermon that was preached. Don't be a stumbling block. It's time to rise up and express your deity, express your Godship. I'm saying the building is done. Why am I saying that? When there's still a lot of plans, municipal plans, why I'm saying that is because man is omnipotent. That means I've got power over the municipality. I've got power over every process. And I can declare by the word of God and say it is done. If you doubt this is your own endeavor, don't invite me. To me, I'm celebrating. It is done by the grace of God. Some people, they want to be invited to their pity party and cry and say, where are the miracles? If God is with us, brother, there are no miracles. We wish brother Brum can return. I don't wish God is doing miracles today. The God of William Branham is still in the business of miracles. Today, you may not be, oh, if I were you, I say, God, let me be a partner with you. Don't do anything without me. And I will never do anything without you. It is a partnership. God is still in the business of miracles. Got a, a testimony from Sister Bianca. Say, I just got employed for the job that I didn't qualify for. And they make me work flexible hours. I don't have the qualifications for this. But heaven said, you are qualified. You can rejoice. 
Don't be jealous. Just say God is in the neighborhood. He has gone to that address. God is coming to my address at the right time. That means God is moving around. The problem sometimes we become jealous. Say, ah, ah, what did he tell the pastor? She told me because she believed. God has done it. And I must testify about it. It was not my ability, but it was the ability of the almighty God. Uh, Are you still with me? The economy is bad. The economy is setting jobs. But I'm saying, yes, brother, uh, uh, call me and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm going for this interview. Then he'll say, it's done. Later, can we say, Pastor, it's done. Are you still with me here? It's because God is still doing the miraculous. It depends what you are looking for. If you are looking to complain and be miserable, goodness, there are sad stories. We're going to send them to you via WhatsApp until you drown. But there is another report. I am the Lord of thy God that will heal you of all thy diseases. Silver and gold belongs to the Lord. When you don't live right, your expectations get dropped. You can never fail and go to your parents and say, hey, I need a bicycle. After you failed. Such guts. Even if they promised you and you failed, you even avoid the subject. Because you know I'm not deserving. But if you go and collect your statement and it says it's distinction, distinction, yo, you phone them well at their head work. When you knock off, knock off with my bicycle. Let's meet you tonight with my bicycle. Because why you've got a deserving nature. What about you? You left the world, left the denominations, came here, lived right, dressed right, living right, worshiping God. What more? I, a Pentecostal can access God better than you do. You are more deserving and say, God, where I am, you are obligated. When Sister Mida had a tumor, when she had a tumor, Brother Branham prayed. Listen to Brother Branham's prayer in the midst of the unfailing promises of God. Or the unfallible promises of God. He says, God, this woman has been both a father and a mother to my children. I've gone to hunting trips. From hunting trips, I came back to go to the meetings. I'm hardly whole. God, you must heal her. What did the prophet present first? She is not like any other woman. She is not quarrelsome. Her character obligates you, God, to heal her. And when God showed the evidence that was provided to him, he said, William Brenham, yes, I'm a healer. But the healing will not come from me. You stand up there on prayer. Yes. 
And speak the word. And it shall be. William Branham stood up and said, before the doctor's hand touches her, may that cancer dissolve. And it was dissolved immediately. Why? Brother Branham knew he was deserving. But if you are a wayward child to God, always manipulating, scheming, playing tricks, Oh, you can't do that. Brother, let's go back to the quotation. He says, man is omnipotent. Same quotation that I was on so that believers can follow. He says, man is omnipotent. Then he says, you don't believe that. Brother Brenham even sensed it in the Brenham Tabernacle that people didn't believe it. Then he says, a man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. Did, he, did not he say in Mark eleven twenty two, whatsoever you would say? Well, apologies, I'm losing track. Whatsoever things you say and don't doubt in your heart, it will come to pass. You can have what you, not what the pastor, not what the prophet, what you have said. What happens when two omnipotents meet? When God and man comes together. Two omnipotents. Something's got to shake. Whatsoever you would say with, the, with that creative power of omnipotence of God, knowing that he's promised it and he said it in his way, it creates a power that goes out yonder and brings things to pass things that is not, it makes them, them as though they are, because two omnipotents have made, there he stands. Anything that you need is already available. It needs your faith to drop it down to the physical realm. Bring my diagram before I close. The next one. Human realm, demonic realm, and the devil there. Are you with me? Yeah. Bring another one. This, come, go back. Next one. This is for unbelievers. It's not for believers. We are not influenced by Satan. We are not influenced by demonic realm. Not at all. Next one. 
We are influenced by angelic realm. We are influenced by God. So there are humans that are here that are influenced by demons, influenced by the devil, and there are humans that are here influenced by angels, influenced by God. So when you move, check your life. Who is influencing you? Which realm influences you? If it's demonic realm, you will see the pattern, a demonic pattern. Then you will know that the influence comes from a demonic realm. But when you are a believer, you will be influenced by the angelic realm, backed up by God. Everything that you do, God will bless it. God bless you, Rishi. Thank you for your patience in this heat because of the aircons issue, because of the power issue. Amen. As we stand to our feet. Let's sing a song. Study by the in the cross, in the cross, in the cross. Amen.
other side say amen.
that your little eaglets have gathered in this place. Lord, what a gastronomical jubilee we have just partaken thank of. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God Almighty, we want to thank you revealing these things and reminding us, Almighty God, that we are little gods. Lord God Almighty, the same chemical nature that is in the water, in the ocean, the very same is in the spoon. 
Lord God Almighty, that very same power that is in God is also in your children. Yes, Lord, a challenge has been thrown forth to your children. You are omnipotent. Lord Jesus Christ, our only challenge, our only problem is that we do not exercise it. Lord, help us down through the week as we are coming to it, Lord. Heavenly Father, to exercise those little muscles of faith that we can tackle every situation, be it school fees, be it placement of children, be it money, be it financial situations, be it a job, whatever it is, Lord, help us through the week, Almighty God, to exercise this omnipotence that we can face every demon, be it sicknesses, Lord God Almighty, that we can say sickness, thou foul spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are omnipotent, and we will walk out as gods with power and healing within ourselves. Lord, we want to thank you this afternoon for the word that has gone forth, for it reminds us of who we are. Lord, if a believer can be in contact with his maker, then the miraculous will happen. May the miraculous follow these children, for thus is your word. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you have met us in this way. Be with us, Almighty God, as we go through the week. Lord Jesus Christ, that we, when we come back to this place again, we will partake of the same food. We will partake of the same spiritual manner again. Lord, we continue to ask for blessings. We will continue to ask for more revelation from thee upon our past. Oh, Lord God Almighty, as he humbles himself to hear from thee, that we might partake of such spiritual food. We pray pray for him, Lord. We pray for his family. We pray even for the late. We pray for the whole congregation. May you meet with each and every one of us, Lord, as we go from this place. Help us, Father God Almighty, to meditate upon these things, that we can move from the humanistic realm and be influenced from on high and rise up to that position where revelation strikes and we can act in the revelation of that faith. Almighty God, we want to thank you. Until even the prophet said F-A-I-T-S he spelled it out for us that if we can have that faith then the miraculous will happen almighty God how our minds go back into the scriptures where Lord Jesus Christ you said to the disciples when they came rejoicing you said I saw Satan fall like lightning Mm, but rejoice not because the devils were scared of you but rejoice because your names were written in heaven we thank you today that our names are written in heaven Glory be to God this day. We give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord. Have thine own way. Have thine own way, Lord, with your children. We thank you for this place, Lord. May you continue to shine in our lives. For we ask for these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Wednesday we are commencing, starting with our Wednesday services. Six o'clock, we are here on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Those that are able and are local, let's see you on Wednesday. Six o'clock. Amen. Amen. There's been a long leave, ne? Okay. Amen. We are ready to come out of leave. God bless you. See you on Wednesday, six o'clock. Bramdow, there is a song that has been ringing in my heart. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old-time religion. We're going to sing all of it if you give us the lyrics. Amen. It says it will bring Satan undercover. It will stop you lying.
This old time religion, the devil won't go near it. That's the reason people fear it. Because it's a new birth. Give it to us. start with the chorus and go back or do we start right from the beginning? Chorus. Yeah, let's start with the chorus and give us the verse. Let's follow the lyrics on the screen.
devil will not go near it. That's the reason people fear it. But it was good for Paul, it was good for Brother Branham, and it's good enough for, for me. Give me that old time religion. It will bring things undercover. It will stop your life. It will make you love your brother. Hey. We thank God for the old time religion. Uh, have a blessed week. May God allow you to go and possess the gates of thy enemies and bring back testimonies if you meet Goliath bring his head to church God bless you give us, I don't know whether it's 30 but it says I was listening to your husband preaching and after he preached he says hey my wife can you help me with that song that one that you helped your husband when he was preaching Amen. I listen. You see, I listen until the end of the service. I don't just listen when you greet. Amen. You remember? Yeah, all right. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Just turn around and say to your brother, it was good to see you. All the best for 20 plenty. Yeah.